excuse me, are we on? I think so. Thank you. Hello. It's Paul. It's Nessa. It's Paul and Nessa's Happy Hour. A sketch comedy podcast with added stuff and nonsense. Pick a card, go to episode six. Go directly to episode six. Do not pass wind, you stinky buggers. Do not collect coronavirus top trumps. I've got to get out of episode six free card. You would, you're one of the lucky ones. (laughs) Hey, I love that Eleanor Rigby. So, if you had to choose, which would you say was your favourite beetle? Oh, that's easy. Aye? Yeah. Scarab. It's episode six of Paul and Nessa's Happy Hour, and mm-hmm. did you miss us last week? Did you? You did, didn't you? You missed us. <laughs> we missed us, didn't we? <laughs> the observant amongst us, you will have noticed that it's been a fortnight since our last episode yeah. was released. Yeah, uh, but that's how we're going to go on from now on, putting the show out, sort of moving moving forward, you know, for the foreseeable. <laughs> C- current forecast projections <laughs> permitting. What? what are you banging on about? <laughs> that's, 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 Shut up. Just, that's corporate speak. <laughs> You know, that's, a, that's how people speak these these days, isn't it? <laughs> that's how arseholes speak this oh, day. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. fair enough, yeah. Actually, yeah, speaking of which, actually, no one's allowed to see my arse anyway, are there? YouTube said so. <laughs> <laughs> Just to explain, <laughs> we did a little video for hashtag Naked Gardening Day. Yeah. And, uh, well, YouTube didn't approve of Paul's arse and took it down. <laughs> After, by the way, it got the most views we've ever had on our channel. Two. Yeah. (laughs) One per cheek. (laughs) So if you were one of the lucky ones that got to see my bottom. (laughs) Unlucky ones, more like it. Oh, that's nice, isn't it? That's charming, that is. (laughs) Anyway, enough about your arse. (laughs) Let's get on with the show. Good idea. Cheeky. Hey. <laughs> Hello, this is not the Janet Street, Paul R, and you're listening to Paul and Nessa's Happy Hour. It's alright, isn't it? It's better than burning your bra. Well, well, Her Majesty Queen Victoria plans to visit London next month. Well, well. Oh, George, do you think you could speak to that dreadful chimney sweep boy? He was awfully objectionable again today. What did he say this time? I'd rather not say. He said, how long has it been since you last had your chimney swept, Mrs. <laughs> Edward. Sorry, sir. I shall speak to him tomorrow. Thank you, dear. Father? Yes, Edward? I was wondering if I could ask you a question. Don't bother your father, Edward. He's reading his times. No, 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 my dear, that's quite all right. An inquiring mind is a thing to be encouraged. Ask away, Edward, my boy. Thank you, Father. I was just wondering where I came from. Now, Edward, your father really is awfully tired after a day at the bank. He has time to answer all your silly questions. No, no, Elizabeth. No, the boy has asked a perfectly reasonable question. As his father, I should do my best to answer it. Uh, Well, now, Edward, uh, when two people are very fond of each other, like your mother and I, they decide that it might be a jolly good idea if they were to get married. I see. 
Like Mr. and Mrs. Dickens in Bloomsbury Square? Indeed, just like Mr. and Mrs. Dickens. And then, after a little while, once the awkwardness abates, they retire to bed and they decide to have a little baby. How do they have a little baby, Father? Do they send for one to be delivered? Well, not really, Edward. You see, what happens is uh, they both take off their clothes and the father uh, sticks his middle stump right in the mother's box. I'm sorry, Father. I don't quite understand. They play cricket. Uh, no, 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 my boy. Not cricket. No, no. You see, uh, uh, the father takes his old boy. Um, I'm sorry, Father. I still don't understand. His Excalibur, his Fat Albert, his Tommy Tallywacker, his Little Colonel, his Cream Stick, his Baldy-Headed Spunk Juice Dispenser, his Throbbing Purple Spear of Destiny, his Maypole, his Peter the Great, his Chief of Staff, his Upright Citizen, his split-headed bishop, his wormy mook juice maker, his Charlie Russell, the one-eyed muscle. Oh, um. Good Lord, my boy. Look, you know that thing you have hanging between your legs? Oh, you mean my penis. Filthy child. I'll scrub your mouth out with carbolic. Your beef soldier, yes. Well... When the mother and father, who are both very fond of each other, don't forget, when they go to bed, the father shoves it right up the mother's, um... Um, uh, Salmon-scented semen sucker? Yes, yes. And then there's a certain amount of pushing and pulling. Like a tug of war. Yes, 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 yes. Very much like a tug of war. <laughs> Except less pulling and more thrusting. Indeed, yes, indeed. Lots of thrusting. Well, I wouldn't say lots. Oh, wouldn't you? Nah. Oh, well, anyway, uh, there's a, a certain amount of thrusting until the father's cycloptic milk spitter does exactly that and shoots millions of able seamen into the mother's cockpit up her cum canal until it finds an egg to live in. Nine months later, she's screaming like one of Jack the Ripper's victims and out drops a little baby. I see. Uh, thank you, Father, Mother. I think I'll retire to bed for the evening. Of course, Edward. Are you feeling tired after our little talk? Not really. I just fancy a quick genital stimulation via phalangetic motion. Good night. Oh, good night, dear. Good Lord. W.G. Grace made a hundred for Gloucestershire. George? Yes, dear? Would you like a blowjob? Mm. Yes, all right. Why not? I'll ring for the maid. If I'm honest You gotta be honest Can I be honest? Better than a lie. Right, it's feature time now, and this episode we're doing If I'm Honest. So mm. it's a kind of a confessional type thing where you can be as controversial or as un-PC as you like, <laughs> within reason. Uh, and then we just see what comes up in the discussion. So Nessa, it's yours for this episode. So, mm -hmm. Nessa. If I'm honest, 
I can't bear cyclists. Oh! <laughs> I'm so sorry. I just... We're potentially losing a lot of listeners here. Rats but... on wheels. <laughs> <laughs> it's when they're cycling. I mean, I'm not going to rant about this because I get it. Yeah, healthy, good for the environment. Ignorant. <laughs> no, no, say what you really think. Oh, well, I am, if I'm honest. Yeah. Completely ignorant, just riding two abreast down the road. It's a hazard. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. I'll tell you what I think. If they're allowed on the roads, they should be licensed like cars are. And you should be able to report them for for like going through red lights, for example. Yes. If if they're on the road, they should adhere. They should stop at zebra crossings. They don't stop at... They're they're a law unto their own. Yeah. Do Mm. not get me a bike for Christmas. Unless it's got a basket. And also, nobody wants to see anybody dressed in lycra. No. Like that. It's just, just the... Oh, God, it makes me feel sick, the vision. Anyway, it's not about the fashion, horrendous. It's the practicalities of it, just two abreast, riding down the road. Chat, 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 chat. Look at my wheels. Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) So, yes, if I'm honest, cyclists. And we're not bothered if you don't listen to us anymore. (laughs) Just get on your bike and ride. Bike? Bike off? (laughs) Yeah, bike off. If I'm honest, you gotta be honest. Can I be honest? Better than telling a lie. Jokes that make you laugh. Jokes that make you cry. Jokes that are really, really funny. Jokes. Oh, this fella, he lived in Barnsley and went to see the Barnsley doctor and the Barnsley, Barnsley doctor said, can I help you? He said, there's someone took with my seat. He said, someone took with your seat, drop your trousers, underpants, I'll examine thee. And while they were doing that, the Barnsley doctor put a rubber glove on the fellow and, ooh, it's a lot of trouble to go to for a pair of glasses. <laughs> right, is that it? <laughs> Contactive what support? How can I help you today? I wish you'd speak more slowly. Contactive. I, I know, I know, I've worked it out already. I am Mergala, Lord of all Graspatrons. Why haven't you got our broadband sorted yet? Can you give me your account number, please? Zoton Exit. I see. The account is in dispute and with our legal team, so I'm unable to discuss matters with you directly. I am an evil overlord! I'm sure you are, sir. But if you'd like to refer to your own legal advisers... All I want is to be able to threaten humanity in vision on a regular basis while we sort everything out for the invasion. I see. Well... And for our modem not to cut into conversations with inappropriate noises at awkward moments. Like that. In fairness, sir, that wasn't an awkward moment. That was perfectly on cue as if scripted. It's not always like that. See what I mean? How embarrassing. Exactly. My last conference call with His Holiness Cardinal Flesh was a fiasco. How can I perpetuate an evil intergalactic empire under these compromising conditions? Sorry, that was me. As I said, I'm sorry, customer, but I'm unable to discuss the matter with you any further. Your legal team... The Graspatrons don't have a legal team. 
We achieve everything through might and large hands. We have no need of lawmakers and time wasters. Well, perhaps someone on Earth will take pity on you and offer to help. The puny humans know nothing of our predicament, thankfully. Our system monitors show that this conversation is being broadcast all over Earth. What? Trooper! Sire! Are we broadcasting? Did you select option two when you logged into the phone? Of course I did. I always do. Then, yes, sire, we are broadcasting. What? This is... I couldn't agree more, my lord. But the menu options were explained during training. Are you laying the blame for this in my hands, broadcast before we lose all credibility and have that unhelpful comdective what support operator executed forthwith sorry that was me thank you for calling comdective what support today goodbye hello hello come back Hello there, we understand you require legal aid. Here at Jones, Jones, and Jones, we offer an attractive no-win, no-fee service. Please state your name after the beep, and we will put you through to one of our team of experienced caseworkers. How did you get straight through to this line? Can you spell that, please? Oh. While Paul has just had to leave the studio for a few minutes, he's been trying out a new malaria-type drug, and um, while the side effects he's suffering are a little bit explosive. But luckily, we're joined again by Australian storyteller Kylie Litchberg-Ball. Hello again, Kylie. Yeah, good eye, Nessa. <laughs> How are you today? Oh, I'm pretty good. I'm Bonza, thanks. <laughs> Your what? Isn't that a bush? Nah. Tree? Nah. Oh. Nah, you're thinking of bonsai. <laughs> oh, yeah. Bonza's Sorry. something completely different where we come from. Oh, right. Mind you, Saz Danny. Uh. <laughs> but that's, that's a different matter altogether. Well, you say that. He has gone to the loo. Yeah, true. Danny's <laughs> gone to the Danny. <laughs> Well, we got you back this time because we had such a fantastic response from your last appearance on Happy Hour. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The story of chicken fucking licking. Yeah, yes, one, yeah. of my, one of my favourites, that one. Yeah, mm. I'm uh, thinking of bringing it out on DVD, actually. <laughs> really? Yeah. Sorry. Well, that, that's something to look forward to. But please tell me when, when that happens. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, it'll be available in uh, in all good stockists <laughs> or on YouTube, maybe. Probably. Yeah, on Don't your, get on... it taken down. Nah. Yeah. Um, we've got another story for us today, haven't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah, that's right, Nessa, I have, yeah. I've dug around on the old bookshelves and uh, see what collection of words I could come up with for you this time. Well, Kylie, I'm going to regret saying this. Nah. Take it away. Lovely, right, thanks. <laughs> thanks, Nessa, you're a good sheila. Thank right, you, my Just going to, uh, hold on a minute. There we go. Bit of liquid libation. Right, now then. <laughs> good day. G'day, little Brutus and Sheilas. Now, today's story 
is the 1989 Smarties Book Prize winner, We're Going on a Bear Hunt. (laughs) Now, I've got to be honest, full disclosure here, right? I originally took this down off the shelf because I thought it said, We're Going on a Bear Hunt. (laughs) Which is, uh, to be perfectly honest, much more my kind of story. But no, it's not that, right? Apparently... It's all about some namby-pamby, cardigan-wearing, 2.4 kids average family who look like they come from Saffron fucking Walden or some <laughs> such backwater place and their fanciful and, frankly, irresponsible journey to go and seek out a man-eating fucking grizzly bear. <laughs> I mean, just look at them on the cover here, right? The two kids look, frankly, slightly touched. The father looks like his tin-tin's retarded older brother. And the mother, by the way, she doesn't even get to appear on the front. She's relegated to the back cover, looking after the dog, who looks like he's found a pile of another dog's shit that he wants to eat. I mean, I'm no feminist, right? But even I can see that that's a pretty fucking misogynistic design for a kid's storybook. Anyway, here we go. Right, page fucking one. Right, we're going on a bear hunt. So... Mr. and Mrs. Saffron fucking Walden take their collection of irritating little brats to look for a 700-pound mammal that could rip them all to shreds as soon as fucking look at them, right? And the next line, we're going to catch a big one. (laughs) Oh, yeah? Yeah, with what exactly? Because as far as I can see from the bloody illustrations here, the only one of you who's armed with anything is the young ginger kid. (laughs) And all he's holding is a twig that's more floppy than a gay man's cock in a brothel. (laughs) Anyway, off they go, right? It's a beautiful day, apparently, and they're not scared, right? So, the basic gist of the first three quarters of the book here is them all coming across a series of various obstacles, right? That they can't go over or under, so they've got to go through. And then there's a kind of onomatopoeic sound effect to accompany that part of the journey, right? So, for example, they go through long grass, swishy, swashy, swishy, swashy. I mean, personally, I've never heard of any kind of grass that makes that sound, but I don't know. Maybe that's what it's like in saffron fucking Walden land, eh? <laughs> Next, it's a river. No, oh, yeah, oh, nice flash of the mother's Bridget Jones knickers there on that <laughs> illustration, by the way. And Oh, and look at the face on that fucking dog. Right, it can already see that this is a dumb fucking idea and it's all going to go tits up before the end of the day. Dogs know, you know. Dogs know. They just know. Right, there we go. Then it's mud. Uh, Then it's dark forest. Oh, yeah, there we go. Starting to get a bit more ominous now. Then it's a whirling snowstorm. But it's still a beautiful day, by the way. Right, literally on the same page it says, it's a beautiful day and there's a swirling, whirling snowstorm. And then it says we can't go over it. Yeah, well, no fucking shit, Sherlock. You can't go over a snowstorm, no. Not unless you're a Boeing 747, mate. Now, they find a cave right towards the end, a deep, dark cave. And they tiptoe in. And they all look fucking traumatised now, by the way. The baby's practically dragging the mother away. The little girl's clinging desperately to her ham-faced father. At least the ginger kid's still got his floppy twig there. And then, what's that in capital letters? Turn the page. It's a bear in capital letters. Well, what do you fucking know? You know, I can't think of a better metaphor for a cautionary illustration on living your life, right? If you go looking for a bear, sooner or later, you're going to find a fucking bear. (laughs) 
So, <laughs> so what do they do next? They run a fucking way. Of course they do. Back through the cave, the snowstorm, the forest, the mud, retracing their steps. And the bear is right behind them all the fucking way, by the way. <laughs> I mean, look at it. Look, there are these on illustrations, right? They're fleeing for the pathetic little saffron fucking Walden lives. <laughs> and this great big bloody grizzly bear is right there with them all the way. I mean, it's literally turned into a person's worst fucking nightmare. <laughs> through the river, through the grass. Oh, and the onomatopoeia is still there, by the way. Swishy, swashy, swishy, swashy, which is ridiculous. <laughs> Should be more like shitty panty, shitty panty at this stage. But no, right, they get home. Through the door, up the stairs. But wait, the nightmare continues. They forgot to close the fucking door. <laughs> By the way, look at this little illustration, right? Retard Tintin father straight up the fucking stairs. He's left his two kids and the dog behind him to face the peril alone. He'd be a right twat on the Titanic, wouldn't he, eh? Anyway, anyway... They manage to lock the door, and then they run upstairs, dive on the bed, hide under the covers, like the pathetic saffron fucking Walden family they are, and they decide they're never going on a bear hunt ever again. <laughs> God. <laughs> so, there you go, little Bruces and Sheilas. <laughs> We're going on a bear hunt. Yet another kiddie storybook containing a perfect metaphor for life. Despite what you may think otherwise, you're just average and dweeby and a little bit pathetic. Your ideas are usually fucking stupid. You spend most of your journey going through shit until eventually you realise you're better off just staying right where you were in the fucking first place. <laughs> My name's Kylie Lidgebird Ball and I'll see you on the next edition of Jack of fucking Nori. G'day. <laughs> Thank you, Kylie. I can't talk. <laughs> Until next time. Right, I'm going to the dunny. <laughs> Paul and Ness's happy hour. Running up the down escalator and flicking the V's to the security camera. Yeah, I love that dear dream believer. So, if you had to choose, which would you say was your favourite monkey? Oh, that's easy. Yeah? Yeah. Chip Bunsy. <laughs> Jokes that make you laugh, jokes, jokes that make you cry, jokes, jokes that are really, really funny. Oh, jokes. Right, that's it. <laughs> I love you, Billy, but we're not having any more Billy Beers jokes. All right. <laughs> as good as they are, uh -huh. this is my favourite and this is my feature and, and well, I'm taking control of it. <laughs> I'm, I'm being strong. All right, go on then. What's your joke? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Why was the broom late? Why was the broom lit? I can't even guess this punchline. Go on. Because it overswept. Oh, oh damn me. <laughs> Billy, come back, please. <laughs> he overswept. The broom sweeps. This is Paul's rank. You can hear it's coming. His veins are coming up. His head's going to explode. He's gonna go on and on and on. This is Paul's rat. Come on then, Grumpy. <laughs> <laughs> it's your little time to, to feel make yourself feel it's feel good hour. Well, I, I think I think you're gonna agree with me wholeheartedly on this one. <laughs>
pubs that close before it's actually closing time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unannounced. Yeah, I'm, I'm with yeah. you. Yeah. Right. I've come out for a nice quiet drink. Yeah, you know, it's half nine, but I've, I've done a hard day's work at work, because that's where you do work, <laughs> at work. Hard days. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> as hard as my day ever gets. But then, just because you know, they say, oh, mine, we're calling time at 10 o'clock. What? Yeah, you calling? No, that's it. We're closing at 10 o'clock. Why? Because there's nobody in. We're in. Well, we're fucking in. Yeah. We're drinking. What's the matter with yeah, our money? We've we got, we got to pay the staff like an extra hour. We can get... Mate, if you stayed open till 11 o'clock, I guarantee you, we'll spend more than enough a week. to pay that bloke £8 an hour to serve us. For a week. At least, yeah. At least another three pints each. Turn the lights off and put candles on if you want, but leave the fucking pub open. Now get to that pump and serve me, wench. Yeah. It is annoying. I, I fully agree with you. Yeah. And the thing is as well, right, because we've done this before where... We've gone to a pub after finishing a show and it's been like half ten at night and the pub's already shut. Yeah. They've closed early, so that makes me go, right, well, I'm never coming back to that pub again. You don't go back there. I write that landlord a strongly worded letter, email, (laughs) slag him off on Twitter, (laughs) just moan about it on a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) And I never go back to that pub. And you take your ball home. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't want to be in his gang anyway. Getting really angry with trivial, pointless, pathetic little things. That was Paul's rant. Morning. Um, I'd like to buy a gun, please. Of course. What kind of gun? Oh, a big one, please. Really, really big one. I see. Well, you need to fill out some forms first for ID, and then there's a cooling-off period. Uh, No, 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 there's no time for that. Need to kill her now. What? It. Need to kill it now. The fox. The fox? Yep, there's a fox. Uh, coming round, and it's eating all my chickens that I keep. In 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 in, uh, in a crew, a crew, a coo coo coo, mm. puh, coo puh. Keep them in a coo, and it's eating them. Gonna shoot it. I see. You are aware that fox hunting is now banned in this country. Yes, yes, yes. But uh, I'm not gonna hunt it. Um, it's self defence. Self defence. Yep. Like Eric Clapton and the Sheriff. You want a big gun to shoot a fox in self-defence? Yes. Can you take used fivers? No, sir. And I have to tell you, I'm extremely concerned and considering alerting the authorities of this exchange. Uh, No, 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 no. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. It's all right. It's all right. (laughs) I don't want a gun now. It's all right. Don't want a gun. You don't want a gun? No. What about the fox? I'll put some pepper down. Um, Do you sell poison darts? No, sir. Do you sell poison for darts? No, sir. Do you sell poison for orange juice? No. Ah. Do you sell exploding tea bags? No, sir. Are you planning to murder someone? No. You're not planning to murder someone? No. Really? Really. 
So wanting to buy a gun and then poison darts and then just poison and then exploding tea bags in no way indicates you wanting to end somebody's life. No. Oh, no. Wait a minute. Yes. 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 Yes, it does, or yes, it doesn't. I'm sorry, I'm confused. Can we start again? No, I'm sorry, sir, and I'm not going to sell you a gun. You're obviously mad, and you know nothing about them. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. No, you don't. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Yes, I'd like a Ruger Mini-14 semi-automatic carbine rifle, please. What? A Ruger Mini-14 semi-automatic carbine rifle, please. A... Mini-14 semi-automatic carbine rifle, please. Yes. Well, well, I'm I'm afraid we we more we're just out of those, sir. I can do you an Armalite AR-15. Now they're very similar. No, no, no. I really had my heart set on the Ruger. Well, you could just try B and Q. There's one just up the road. Oh, I'd, I'd rather not. Some of their profits go towards supporting Battersea Dogs Home. Isn't that a good thing? Oh, no, 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 not not Battersea Dogs Home. Uh, the other one, I always get these mixed up. The, uh, that's it, the Ku Klux Klan. Right. Well, I'm sorry, sir. I'm not going to sell you a gun, so I really can't help you. Oh, that's a shame. Um, all right, look... Uh, this is just a stab in the dark, but can you sell me anything I could use to uh, d- do a stab in the dark? Get out. Strange but true. It's strange but true. Strange but true. It's strange but true. Strange but true. It's strange but true. This is how the two sports companies, Adidas and Puma, got their name. Oh, all right. <laughs> they were German designers and brothers, Adolf and Rudolf. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, Adolf and Rudolf Dassler. They fell out. Okay. Yeah. It was over that who was more ardent Nazi during the war. <laughs> really? Seriously? Yeah. Which one supported the Nazis more? <laughs> that's why they fell out. Well, yeah, that's why they fell no, out. No, I love Hitler more than you do. <laughs> No, no, no. I love Hitler more than you do. Seriously, it went on it, it, until 2009. The two companies were feuded, were feuding. So I, I get, I can see Adi Das. That's Ad, Adolf and Dassler. So did he put his two names together, Adi and Das? Adi and Das. So what yeah. was the Rudolph one? How does that become Puma? It was frequently misheard as Puma Ruder. Ah, Ruder Rudolph. So he originally, it was originally called Ruder. Yeah, and then it went to Puma. <laughs> Ruder trainers. Rude, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but if you think about it, okay, the um, the branding of Adidas is three stripes. I thought you were going to say a swastika then. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the three stripes, they, they look like Adolf's moustache. Um, oh, One yeah, I see what looks, you did there. Yeah. Don't they? Yeah, what's the puma? Oh, it's a puma, isn't it? It's puma. It's yeah. Black yeah. cat, don't know the relevance of that. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just, I'm just imagining them, like, I wonder how old they were when they were in the war. Like, I can just imagine two, <laughs> like, a seven-year-old and a nine-year-old going, no, I, well, <laughs> I, am I, not I would guess 2,000 Jews, but I would guess 3,000 Jews. <laughs> in a nutshell, I'm never going to buy Adidas or Puma again. Yeah, Nazis. Yeah. God. But is it Adidas or Adidas? Do you remember when we were kids, did you do this when you were kids? We did. Things that Adidas stood for. 
No. Did you not do that? <laughs> Nazis, apparently. Uh, yeah, no, but I mean, like, acronym. It was just a stupid thing the kids did. Like, the one I, I really remember, it, Adidas, all day I dream about sex. <laughs> <laughs> right? Did you never do this? No. But then there was another one that this was my personal favourite. A dirty idiot did a shit. <laughs> Can I have a pair of a dirty idiot in a shits, please? Yeah. <laughs> if only Adolf Dassler knew what his legacy was. Yeah, dirty shits. <laughs> strange but true. It's strange but true. Hey, this is not Ant. And this is not Deck. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to Paul and Nessa's Happy, Happy, Happy Hour. Ha 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 ha. Oh, well, that's episode six put to bed. No, no. No, no, episode six. Tuck him in. Tuck him in. There you go. Uh, the, so, yeah, we hope you've enjoyed it. Episode six. Um, you can find us all on all the socials, as usual. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, at PN Happy Hour. Uh, and if you want to tweet us uh, or, or Instagram us or whatever, use the hashtag PN Happy Hour. <laughs> and there will be film sketches going up on our YouTube channel. Yeah, absolutely. I just saw some weird Australian in the toilet and he said he wants to uh, do a video for us, apparently. So maybe we'll do that. <laughs> yeah, might do that. Yeah, might do that. Uh, and yeah, we're in all the usual places for getting your podcast iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, uh, Stitcher, all, all of the above. All, 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 all of the above. Yeah. <laughs> yep, so please continue to listen and download and keep telling and spreading the word. Tell your friends and, well, just leave us a nice review as well. Absolutely. Hey, I love that Mr Brightside. So, if you had to choose, who would you say was your favourite killer? Oh, that's easy. Yeah? Yeah. Fred West. You have been listening to Paul and Nessa's Happy Hour, conceived, written and performed by Paul Dunn and Nessa Karen. Sketches were written by Paul Dunn and Nessa Karen and Tim Gambrell. Additional voices came from Sarah Boulter and David Foster. Extra jokes were courtesy of Billy Pierce. Incidental music was by Kevin MacLeod at incompetech.filmmusic.io. The script editor was Paul Dunn. The show was a Crank Danville production. Bye. See you. See you on the next one. <laughs> Ta-da. <laughs> DTFN. <laughs>